Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Are you ready? Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little <laughs> bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did turn out that Welcome to the PP1 podcast. Yo, just, just, hey, the Canucks, crack a Canucks so good. So oh, good. Man. So I, I am, I haven't watched today's game. Full, so full disclosure. Yeah. If you're, if you're tuning in now and you don't know, want to know the score for whatever reason, you somehow watch your, watch or listen to your podcast before you watch the games. Which would be I haven't watched the games, and I, I literally just saw it. So full spoiler alert: they lost again. But again, in dramatic fashion. Um, I already it's have my guy and my dude picked out. I had it picked out like at the like third period for the whole week. <laughs> wow. Things are things are bad for the Canucks. Things are things are like really bad in in in, in bad town right now. That's it's not good. It's not looking. Good. It's not it, looking good. It is not good. This is you know what is good. Our show. This is the PP1 podcast. We're on the Dean Blundell Network, partnered with our friends at Move Health and Wellness. You can once again find us on uh, the Dean Blundell Twitter account. We're finally streaming there again. Our YouTube page, our Facebook page. You can comment along on both of those. You can't comment on Twitter, unfortunately. I think we even have another one in there, my personal one for Twitter. But yeah, if you want to comment along on the show, I mean, we're an open book. We're an open book. We can talk whatever you like. We're we're not exactly like a live post game. It's not an emergency show. This was scheduled. This was scheduled. Yeah. Uh, if you like the the title, uh, the the title of our show got some traction this week on a tweet that I made. Um, because <laughs> you could, depending on how you pronounce it, uh, it's true. And the Canucks do have lead poisoning. So, <laughs> and honestly so fitting i might have to like change my pinned tweet from you took the sedines for granted to this one because i think oh, yeah. this becomes more relevant just saying what do you think i mean i it's if ever there were a time maybe this is it mm. um quick beer check i just picked this up steamworks their pumpkin ale and it is pumpkiny Ooh, but it's delicious it is delicious. This isn't a sponsored tweet, a sponsored comment. This was the beer. I've, I'm not normally a pumpkin beer guy. This oh, is that's actually... My fav- that's my favorite time of year. It's... I know. And I'm... You know me. I'm not... That's not necessarily my jam. But this is pretty good. And it's a tall boy. So this is for sure going to last the entire episode. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So you haven't seen the game, but you do know the score. They lost in overtime. They lost. They had a lead... They did. At one point during the game, it's a very familiar story. We were on we're on repeat here. We're 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 encroaching into Groundhog Day territory, which was also a great movie. So maybe, yeah. 
maybe we just need to find Andy McDowell by the end of the season and, um, you know, give someone tickets to WrestleMania. That might be how we switch this. <laughs> we were going to be in Pittsburgh anyway. Uh, that's a great movie. That is a really great movie. Oh, yeah. I think so. There's a coming down getting ice no big deal. raccoon um, coming through that was cool there uh so that that movie was like i can't remember what the thing is but it was like a vault basically for the u.s like they kind of stuck away like a couple of like really important movies like some literature some books and things like that um and one of the movies that they tucked away in the vault was that defines like american culture was was groundhog day which i thought was kind of cool what yeah like what? Yeah. Like is this like a time capsule kind of deal? Yeah, kinda. That's the idea. And when are they going to open this thing? I have no idea, and I and I maybe there's more to it than just being a time capsule thing, but like no way. Yeah, but but Groundhog Day was was one of them. It's like it's an American treasure, apparently. Huh. Punxsutawney Phil will forever be Phil. will forever be in the Punk annals. Punxsutawney? I don't know. That would be a dog. I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Did you uh, happen? I know you've been you've had a busy week, and you know you you've got a lot on the go. Did you happen to see our two minute uh, show last night? Testing out the feed. Uh, Rocket was the star. Nice. Was, Rocket's always the star. He was. Uh, I did a post just making sure everybody's remembering there's a show today, making sure that everyone gets their final guesses for uh, our our giveaway, which I will be announcing shortly. And then Rocket at the very end. This is like a three-minute video that I made just to test everything out. And then Rocket does zoomies and chases his tail for like 30 seconds. It's hilarious. It sounds legit. It is quite legit because I'm like, oh, you can come in the room. Why not? I'm just going to do it on my phone here. And then he just starts doing zoomies. I'm like, okay, show's over. We're just going to watch my dog run in circles. And that was super entertaining. So feel free to check it out. It's a really short episode. (laughs) It didn't bother to put it to a podcast form. It it didn't it didn't hold weight. So um, you saw our contest. You were following along. No one got the the record right for this week. They went if we want to call it. They went. Everybody's too positive. Yeah, they thought they were going to win. That's a game. That's so cute. That's so us. Hey, that's yeah, that's so very Canucks. Brand. That's so Canucks fans. Oh, we think we're going to win at least a game. Good one. That's hilarious. The winner though, with ten goals is uh, our good friend DG at Trapeze11 with 10 goals. So you are going to win. I don't have it down here. It's upstairs. You are going to win a box of MVP cards and some penny sleeves. So when you get some good ones, you put those away. Go to your local card shop um, because I think um, he lives in the States, if I'm not mistaken. Um, We're going to send that out to you. You're going to get it. You're going to find some cards. You're going to post them. You're going to shout us out because that's how this game works. And hopefully you get like a good Canuck card that we can all talk about or gritty. If, if they're still doing the mascot cards, get a gritty, maybe gritty. Yeah. I, I, gritty must be the only card that's worth money. I have the gritty right. card and I lost it when, when I pulled that card, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. But anyway, congratulations, DG, you're a follower of the show. We appreciate it. I think, uh, I think he's got even the sandals and stuff when I sent those away. So that's cool. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, you know, just, I know the name sounded familiar. Yeah. PP one podcast faithful. Love it. Thank you very much for following along, and and it's it's not hard to win these things. It's not like we're making these out of reach. You literally have to go do 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 and type that in and hit send. 
you may be right, you may be wrong. That takes six seconds to do. So um, today they released all the reverse retros, and I love the yes. name of these. History never repeats. Right, every single Except one for- of those is the, a repeat of of what happened in history. So I could see that. Maybe you th- you guys think that's clever. It's a stupid, stupid slogan, much like um, impossible is nothing and unfinished business and um, com- forever. compete is in our nature. <laughs> oh, man, there's so many. Believe. So what? <laughs> what did you do? Believe. Uh, believe, yeah. Garbage. Uh, let's just flash these uh, on the screen. Canucks could, Canucks could use Ted Lasso right now. They could use. They could... Canucks could use a lot of things. I've got a few other funny comments to go, but let's check these out. So these are all the reverse retros. We're Ooh, just going to move. Yeah. We're going to move off the move logo for a second so you can see everybody. So can you do your rundown again as we did right before the show? I felt that was so funny. Give me like the the NHL, sure, should, the NHL in start? 60 seconds. Where wherever you want, man. Just like Okay, we'll stop. We'll start we'll start bottom bottom right. So yeah, Islanders you know, Captain Highlander, Fish Dicks, love that one. That's great. Uh, New Jersey does the old Kansas City Scouts thing. That's a lot of fun. Kings one, seen that before. I mean, it's great. The colors are fun. If, if, if the goalies go with the full, like, old school brown leather pads for a kit, that'll be really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, that Philly one is so sharp. But Philly's always sharp. I feel like that's the other team that just does it right in this league. So big fan of that Philly so one. So before you Pittsburgh. keep going, before you keep going, and I told you this, but maybe let it soak in. So during the warm-ups for every game that they wear that jersey this year, they're rocking Cooperalls. Oh right. That's so like and what are they just black Cooperalls? Yeah. Black with the white stripe. And then or... they got the Philly logo right by the skate. Oh, uh, that's just I freaking love that. I mean I, I don't know how off I mean I've ever only ever heard that Cooperalls just suck to play in, but um that for was probably warm-ups. back in the day when the rinks were like super cold and your Cooperalls used to freeze. That was what my dad used to say, but uh I mean, I, I, I got to go look up a warm-up just so I can see this. But the players must be having a lot of fun with that one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh won. I feel like, you know, we, we've kind of been there, done that. It does it does look good. I guess pretty tried, tested, and true. But I have a feeling that I just dislike anything Pittsburgh in that yellow and black and white for obvious reasons. Um, the Vegas one, I'm not, like, super thrilled about it. But you did let me know about the the, the glow-in-the-dark green, like the strips. So that's a fun touch. Uh not really feeling the sense one at all. That seems pretty old school. It's like the Danny Heatley wannabe Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, Columbus again, not a stretch. I I guess there's, there's some coolness there where it kind of reminds me of the old, uh, like Atlanta Thrasher's arm. So she looks like she's wearing a dress shirt though. Yeah. So not a, not not a a big fan of that one. Really liking that New York Rangers blue with the lady Liberty on it and the red sleeves. That's super tight looking. Always a winner. Uh, Caps one's fun, but that's been done before too. Chicago one's pretty interesting. It's a little bit different, um, but I like how it says Chicago across the front instead of just the old logo. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Colorado. I mean, those are fun. I'm glad that they went back to the colors. The, obviously the design has been done over and over again, and it isn't, it is a Jersey that's been done before, but it's still a lot of fun. Kane's one been there, done that, seen that don't really care. They um, added the flag inside of the sea. That's about the only difference. Yeah. It's meh. boring. It's meh. Yeah. Meh. Uh, the sharks one. That's cool. The Golden. old golden seals thing. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. If they, they have white skates, and, then, yeah, then they, white, white then they skates, hit it. White gloves. Maybe even Cooperalls, that'd be fun too, right? That would be dope. So that one's a possible home run that could be just knocked out of the park. Se- Seattle, I just, I don't know. Just Seattle is like the Fanatics fan jersey that you can buy. 
Yeah, like that's the one you can get at the Canadian Tire if you really wanted one, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, the Canucks one, finally, finally, we get to see Johnny Canuck on a logo. So actually a huge fan of this. I like the numbers uh, on the front. Controversy from it. Big, big fan. Like that one a lot. Uh, Dallas, no, been there, done that. Minnesota, that's kind of fun too, although that one's been done before, but it does kind of harken back to the North Stars. That Phoenix jersey is a pile of steaming hot garbage. No, it's like good. That at all. It's it good. reminds me of, it's probably, it's wet dog on a hot day. I don't like it at all. Mm, but I like uh, it. Pro- probably just smells gross too. So it's glad that, I'm glad that you like it. Man, think about how all 5,000 people wearing that in Arizona. <laughs> it's going mean, to be dope. <laughs> That's a lot of hot garbage, but at an NHL scale, that's only like a like a quarter of the hot garbage. Yeah. So, um, that St. Louis Blues one's really sharp, though. I bet you that's a lot of fun. Very, very Glenn Hall-esque, so a big fan of that. That Preds one sucks. Seen that a million times already. That's so uh, good. <laughs> sucks, yeah, sucks, the, the Boston. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've seen it already. That one sucks. The, the Boston one's just kind of like that yellow Pooh Bear jersey, so I'm but it's white. a big fan of that, that logo, but it's white. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it, we'll, we'll see it on ice. It's kind of fun. Uh, you know, love the Sabres one. That's a good time. The Always been a big fan of that Buffalo logo. Uh, the Ducks one, that one sucks too. I you know what's cool like about the Ducks one? When you talk about having done this before, this specific jersey basically has done been done before. Do you remember where? Do you remember where? Uh, I mean, it looks a lot like the old Calgary jersey. No, the Seton Hall Ducks. D3. Oh, yeah. Is that what it is? Basically, Did they yeah. do that on purpose? Or is... I don't know, but I wouldn't, so... I'd be interested to find out about that. That's, but that's like Seen the D3. Well, Adam Banks was on the senior team. I remember that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> the Leafs one's kind of nice, but I mean, the, it's just the Leafs, whatever. Uh, the Tampa Bay one, I mean, that's, that's an old one. I like how they go, went back to the old word, word mark mixed with the new word mark. Um, so that's neat. The Jets one, I don't, that's, that's kind of a net zero for me. The Oilers one, yeah. I mean, we all like this Brocket. That was a, such a popular jersey. And there's going to be a ton of Oilers fans stoked about this one, and they added the orange. So I think that one sucks. Like that one. That one actually, I feel, uh, they, is they just tried. They did too many things. They added too much to make it. Yeah. Seem okay. Cool. Like I'm with you on that, but I'm glad they brought the Sprocket back. Yeah, I like the Sprocket logo. I do like that. The McFarlane the old, logo. The, yeah. The Todd Todd McFarlane one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Flames one is just again, it's garbage. It's it's late '90s garbage. It looks short. Uh, it, yeah, I don't like it at all. I bet you there's a bunch of Flames fans who don't like it either. Probably. That's a Theron uh, the Fleury, one, Valerie Bury. I, I like that they went away from adding the traditional heavy white to the jersey. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. It's very old school. It reminds me of the Chicago jersey actually. So it's really cool. Habs one kind of a net zero for me. It's fun. They introduced the baby blues, I guess. So we'll see how it looks on ice. Super big fan of this Florida jersey, though. Like, yeah. again, all sorts of Atlanta Thrashers vibes again. So that one, I'm excited to see how it looks on the ice. I hope the goalies come up with some really cool kits. But adding the baby blue with the gold and the red, yeah. mega sharp. Done. And I mean, you yeah. and I... I love it when teams... Go for it. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to oh, say... I love it when teams introduce a new, a new color, right? I mean, yeah. that was like all these college jerseys, uh, you know the Oregon duck stuff. Right. I mean, they have their colors, they have like, you know, they're, they're green, they're yellow and they're white or whatever. But then when you go and you add like a slate gray or something like that, or you go and you add like the neon green, like, I think it's really cool when you just start adding additional colors, as long as you don't go too overboard. Yeah. Just something you can add to the brand. Right. They it's, got it's the right mix, I think. And because they brought so. in that baby blue, remember when they had brought in the, the baby blue a couple of years ago with like the cat face or whatever, Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it like it was a sharp looking jersey it just it wasn't ready that wasn't i don't think people it were was ready too much navy blue unfortunately yeah so this one i feel they 
when people like they understood the assignment when people talk about that that phrase right so i think yeah. i think they understood the assignment go with the patch logo which is really cool cuz it isn't anything it isn't anything they've done it isn't the panthers logo it isn't you know anything else they've had it's not the the jumping cat it's not the side cat it's it's just the stick with the palm yeah. tree so it's not it's not uncle scar um, no but I, but I love, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of so many of the third logos in, in the, in the national hockey league. And I think it's cool when they start incorporating them like that. And like, and I'm also just really happy to see Johnny Canuck, honestly. Yeah. I so. personally, I like that Jersey. I knew when they kind of leaked it, that the numbers were going to be up top. I was, I mean, assuming that that that's what was going to happen. I wish, and it's so typical because we all want like the color scheme and everything that goes with that. But I do kind of wish they actually just re-released the original um, was the WHL Canucks, the pink with the blue and the white. Um, it I thought that was quite sharp, and I do like what they've done with it. But at the same time, it would have been cool to see them go that route, just because it's it's that different, and I think it throws everything on edge and. I don't know, like even the one where they have like I guess Canucks, like the football jersey one. You've seen that, the blue. Um, was it pink or was it red? The old. W- well, it's yeah. it was like a pinky red, so like sa- salmon. Yeah, that 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 also would light, work. Yeah, light red, light red, light salmony pink red. Um, we'll we'll find one in the meantime as we're going on, but it. I I like the jersey. I think they're going to look sharp on the ice. I said this when they were um, leaked however long ago, knowing that those numbers were going to be there. People are shocked that, oh, and they got the numbers on the front. Yeah, if you know that jersey, like every Canucks fan seems to think they know every little tidbit of history on this team. It's funny that the things that we blast the most, people didn't understand. So anyway, kind of fun. It'll be neat. They're wearing them eight times, which means likely that is... Another eight losses that are going to be coming at some point. <laughs> Got to get some wins in some of these oh. jerseys. God, like what is what jersey? Can... What was the best third that they've had? That I I would like to know like the best record. That someone should write an article uh, on that. It's got to be. So I'll go out on a limb on this, and this will be fun to answer. But it's got to be the the redone version of the stick and rink logo. So like the, the first version. Day, no, 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 no. There's, there's it, the redone one with the angled stick. The like first, yeah. The so the first time they did that one, like the Matt Sandin era one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's probably got to be the, the 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 winning record jersey. I would think. Um, but there was other ones in longer circulation, so it's it's possible. But like the first, you can't, you can't count the skate one as a, as a third jersey. That doesn't make no, no. Sense. But like salmon skate, I don't really remember their record with that one. Like the when that came out in ninety five, ninety six. Salmon skate. <clears throat> was had a probably a poor record and it didn't last very long gradient orca mm-hmm. was was even worse yeah that one was awful so i i would think that it's got to be the, the updated the current the current stick and rink logo that think, probably has the best record i would say i think you got something there. you could yeah you could say the the just the blue with the green stripe third jersey might have a shot but i don't think that version of the team was that good so the blue with the green i'm gonna go stripe. with the best version of yeah just the the current third. Oh, third I see. Left. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. With okay. the white collar, the random white collar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the pajamas one. Yeah, yeah, which I, I liked. I thought it looked good. But... And they axed those, so. Yeah. All in the name of money. 
so yeah, who knows what's going to happen? I do know what's happening right now. We talk about lead poisoning. The Canucks are are awful, and you know that saying like "see something, say something." Um, <laughs> the Canucks are doing bad things right now. They are in trouble, and I think someone needs to help them. I don't know if it's a trade. I don't know if it's they just continue to cycle the healthy scratches. I think that's going to get old really quick. They've done it with Garland. They've done it with Hoglander now. I mean, I don't know who the next. I remember guy when is. everybody was like so excited that like Mikheyev and Myers were coming back and they were going to save. Oh, my, Myers didn't have a great finish to his game. Mm-mm. No, sir. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, Mikheyev looked good. I thought he looked all right. He had he had a lot of pressure, a lot of speed that helped out. But like, what's going to happen? What is that next step? Because we're five games in. They're yeah. five games in. They have not won a game. They have pulled out uh, two loser points, which is great. So they're not completely um, terrible. But it's baby steps. First you blow leads. Then you blow leads and get to overtime. Then you win. Then you win eight straight. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know, man. They can't just go make a trade. Like that's not, I mean, they already just made a trade, right? I mean, that's how Riley Stillman ended up on this roster. And, and that's a small trade. Like that's, what are you going to do? You're going to go out and, and, and move a, a high end player right now while the team is sucking and the players aren't playing that well. Like you're going to trade not from a position of power, which we've talked so often about. Um, and I think it's so early in the season, like even though the sky is falling right now and this team is over, like this is a guys, this is a bad, this is a bad hockey team right now. They're already having player meetings, Ted. Yeah. Like players only meetings. That's it's a bad hockey team, but I think you have to, you have to let it ride for a little bit more. You almost have to let this thing start to burn down a bit before it's like, Hey, now we, now our hand is forced. We have to start making trades, but you can't go through. What does that say to the fan base? If you're this new management group and you go through this whole summer and you make limited amount of moves, you bring in a couple of like, you know, pretty sought after free agents, you, you re-sign what arguably could have been your best trade chip. You're committing to him now for the long term, and you've built this roster based on the key pieces that you have in place. Mm-hmm. And then six, seven games into the season, you start making big trades. Like that tells me that you spent the whole summer saying that you have a good plan in place and you know what you're doing. And then the second that shit gets real. I changed my mind. This was wrong. So you know what, though? And I'm going to debate that just a little bit. You can have a plan in place, but until you actually start playing the games, maybe mm-hmm. they thought they what they had was real. I, I mean, they didn't, but you look at right now and you look the at how the team... School's then. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like It's exactly that. So they've gone in and they thought they had this shiny thing that was really impressive and worth something. And then you see it on the ice, and you can take injuries away. You can take you can take all the, you know, the the fodder away from it, and just look at what you actually have. And the power play is anemic. So is the PK. Like they're they're giving up chances at either end of the ice when they've got a man advantage or not, or the or or you know man disadvantage. Their goaltending. I mean, Thatcher Demko still looks. He doesn't look like Thatcher Demko right now. I mean, it's it's a bunch of things. Like, there's a lot of holes right throughout. Sure, you're seeing Pedersen have a great start to the season. I think JT Miller looks like he's got a B in his bonnet. Um, Quinn Hughes, Quinn Hughes. 
both but, scoring. But both, yeah, like there's there are things that are going well. I mean, it's not absolutely catastrophic. But at the same time, you you look at everything on that team and think, okay, well, we we did think that we had something good, and we don't. And if we keep going, like, what is the magic number if we play 10 games and things get bad? Is it 12 games? Is it six games? Are we going to go until American Thanksgiving? How long do you go before, if it's still bad, do you make a shakeup? Like, if they were to lose, because they've got the home opener coming up, right? If they were to lose that one, let's say in the exact same fashion that they've lost in the past five games. They, they make it interesting, then they blow it. Or maybe it's close, and there's a, like they get scored on right at the end. Or so, like just some, you know, let Buffalo just goes on like a tear in the last like five minutes of the third period or something. And then, then they're 0-6, or they're, they're winless in six. Then, then what do you do? Like, what is, where's the stop sign? Well, I mean, traditionally, the, like, traditionally that stuff starts to happen after Christmas. Right? I mean, we had, we had Brian Burke in here for many years, and, and, and his whole deal was he usually he would give the guys until after Christmas, right? He, was, he would never trade guys right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. He, would get them, he, would, he would give them to Christmas to, to generally figure it out. And I think that's the way that a lot of the NHL operates. But who are you going to trade, Ryan? I mean, it's like... Well, I mean, you've got a guy that's about to, well, sign a contract somewhere. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Horvat is a guy that you can move conceivably, right? But then you're and so is JT Miller. <laughs> this yeah, but what the one? What are you saying about that? Like you you're signing guys and then instantly trading them away. That's like a that's a black mark, right? Like what what player is going to want to come here and sign a, a big deal and then seven games, six games into his new contract or not even like just staying with the team post new contract and he's out of here? Like I just. I get it. Like, I get it. If you're playing like NHL 2022. Yeah. It's a video right? game. But this is like, this is real. This is real life. Right. Like there's, I mean, I look down this list and it's like, okay. Um, you know, Horvat just inked, right. JT Miller just inked you. you Curtis Lazar. Just no, Horvat isn't inked. Sorry. Lazar just brought him in. Yeah. Hoaglander. I mean, I guess you could trade Hope. What do you want to, you want to trade a young forward who doesn't cost you anything to try to get what? Which like, they've done like with Dickinson. Holander is not, which is not young, but you know what I mean. Here. He's he's also not the problem either, right? No. So Patterson, like that guy's not going anywhere right now, especially nope. on the contract that he's got. Horvat, there's a move that could possibly be made, and I feel like, I feel like he is the guy that's now on the on the outs, right? And I think the team committed to Miller, and there's not room for two. Like I just don't know how you keep Horvat at this point, even even if you'd like to keep him and. and to that point, like, or you can't you can't keep him at seven mil a year. Like, you just can't. Even though that's that. he's not, but that's not even an. It's not even that expensive when you think about. That's like maybe not, but it is. It's with how the rest of this roster is yeah, constructed. It it is on this roster, but on another team, it's like yeah, seven. That's fair. What does it mean? So like player escrow, I think they just they just came back, right? The 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 Batman meetings, player yeah. escrow. It's possible that it could go up another four million next year. So maybe that's where Bo's money comes from. I. I don't know, like, but are you banking on the fact that escrow's paid back and now? Well, they did that two years ago. They did that two years. Yes, remember, and it backfired. You're not not trading him. Like Tanner Pearson might look good on a playoff team. I guess there's some value there, right? 
But it's, again, so it's Tanner Pearson. He, here's the, the other thing then. Thing? Here's the other thing then. Tanner Pearson was a guy I was thinking too. Here's the other thing. If you're going to give him till Christmas, do you as a fan or as an organization think, okay, things are not looking good. Maybe we read it wrong. However, of all the years for this to happen, this would be a good year for this to happen because there is the shiniest ticket at the end of this season. If you happen to just call it a write-off and you get... I get it. Let's you say you flip out. No, you. I'm. I know you can't. I know you can't. But if your odds are that good, maybe you do put a little bit more into that basket and think, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go down this route and we're gonna play out our odds and we may not get them, but we might. If if they had the top odds, do you not think like for the first time ever that they might actually like we got Kuzmenko. I know that is an actual uh, human decision that that happened. Yeah, that was a conversation saying, hey, I know. would you like to? I know, but I'm just saying, sometimes good things come in three. So I don't know what the second thing is, but maybe there's an it's, opportunity it's not, for... It's, it's not lead poisoning, that's for sure. Not... <laughs> well, they won't have lead poisoning if, if they happen to get Connor Bedard, who I will be going to watch next month uh, with very, very good seats. Um, which isn't saying a whole lot because the entire lower bowl in Prospera is, uh, is a good seat. It's basically, it's basically like where the Coyotes are going to play. But yeah. like, man, I see, I see what you're saying. But like, better who, prices. Who are you gonna move? Like, are you moving to for a downgrade? I mean, we already had to spend a second round draft pick to get rid of Dickinson. Yeah, it'll cost you two like, first we're, to we're, get rid of Bo. We're already there now. We're mm. we're already back to giving up draft picks. We're still having to pay for Jim Benning draft picks. Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. still taking, still robbing for from our future, even though he's been away for this long already. Mm-hmm. The ghost of Jim like, Benning, and and this is you know it's their fault that they had to give up a second somehow, right? But I mean, geez, like who who are you? I don't know who you're going to trade off this roster. So the only two people that we're looking at right now is Bo, Pearson, and Pearson, like. You're gonna to have to pay a whole ton to move in Oliver Ekman Larson. Like, what's going on with Tucker Pullman? That's not going anywhere. That's he's not hurt. a tradable contract. He's hurt, right? Yeah, he's he's hurt. Like, well, we got Tyler Myers. Like, there's maybe Tyler Myers has value. Like, maybe I, I could go. I think closer to the deadline, he has value. You know, I know, I know, I know. Some people like Tyler Myers, and I think Tyler Myers is is fine in a specific role for a certain value. This is not it. This is not it. I, making a trade with these guys, you're only you're only trading perimeter pieces other than Horvat. Like, and you're not moving the needle. You're just you're doing. Yeah, because yeah, I get it. Because they committed to this core, like the core now that they cannot trade. I'm just so, seeing if there's so any what, other injuries. Sorry, it's, keep this, going. it's the same. It's the same players all the time, right? We keep replacing the 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 tertiary players, and it's not making mm-hmm. any difference with the current players that are on this ro- is it is it the core is the core wrong maybe maybe like maybe you like what's the next step because i feel like they've done a bunch of the other stuff they're locked into players that they can't move so what's the alternative you're not going to like it i mean shaking the, the core but is- the thing is we were okay with them shaking it up in the off season and then they didn't instead they did the exact right? they just opposite brought everything back it's it's all back and I like all these players too. Like them a lot. Like mm. really, truly, I do. But it's, it's not, not about it's liking not though, Ted. It's not about liking. It's about winning the Stanley Cup. 
Well, yeah, there's the Twitter verse is a funny place, right? I mean, social media is a funny place. <laughs> if you say ill will towards anybody that's part of this core. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you're going to get it, but this is the same core that sucked for how many years? Mm-hmm. They like, still to suck. Me, to me, there's two, there's two pieces on this core mm-hmm. that are like surefire bets. I mean, really, there's and three one of guys. them they decided to not lock up long term. So, pff, yeah, it's, what happens when that happens? I, I don't know. I, as I said, and we said this last season too, the lead up to the whole JT Miller saga. I was cool with them blowing it up. I don't even care what that looked like, but they didn't even do that. And it's it's scary because they're not quite doubling down. They're not going the good Branson route. They're not going like they after. They did double down. They did double down. I don't think as bad, is, but it's is, the same the story. Same it just the doesn't hurt as back. much. It just still just hurts. It doesn't. They can still move Bo, but they have to move Bo now on an expiring contract. And so his value is not what it should have been when they could have moved him. If they had, I don't think they knew. I don't think they knew that they were going to resign JT Miller because they were trying to move him, right? And now they're in that I think they did know Bo, that. And his value is less so. I think they, they did know that. They've committed to saying, maybe, but they've committed to saying that Bo is not the guy. Which is in not so many words, writings on the wall. And that's so it's so insane though, when you think about that. That there's that and I mean you're probably right, that they're saying that Bo isn't the guy. So they bring in JT Miller, he ends up having, you know, a a pretty good little run to his new contract. And yet we're preaching Bo Horvat is, you know, he's the captain, he's gonna do this, he's gonna do that, he's an absolute workhorse in the faceoff dot, huge PK guy, all this and that. And we're saying not a huge PK guy either, though. Nobody like, was. He plays on the PK, but he's not like a good PK guy. Like, not actually. Bo hasn't been considered a good defensive center, like from a metric standpoint, or people hate metrics i know but even from a from a metric standpoint but even from like an eyeball test like what he really does is he he's good he off the works rush. hard and he wins faceoffs like when you control the faceoff off of a off of a penalty kill at least you get the puck and get it up and out mm-hmm. right he's good off the but rush I mean, too but on a lot of teams if you take the top 10 penalty killing teams in this league mm-hmm. which the Canucks are not one piece, they're not and if you were to add a piece like bo horvat to that roster i bet he doesn't even make the the, the top pk as a one or two center you might be right. He's not he's not that good. He's he's in there out of necessity. He was sort of heralded as this really good strong defensive center, but he's actually not. He's actually a goal scoring center. He's a he's a play driving forward, mm-hmm. right? So he's almost in those roles because he has to be because who else takes the draws then? Like I mean, it's I guess Dakota Joshua. I mean, Mikheyev's yeah. a great penalty killer. There you go. But I don't I don't know. Like it's But are you going to be that JT much Miller either? He's just as bad on the peak. Are you going to be that much worse off if you didn't have Bo Horvat is are the Canucks I guess that's a big question how well, much work comes back right <sighs> if they walk from Bo Horvat that's stupidity so they're that's asinine I think that's walking away in complete utter mismanagement so let's say they get and I don't know what it is may it would probably have to be a defenseman it can't be forward what does everybody say right-handed defender right yeah but let's the mad numbers uh, of the world so straight up is that would that even happen Probably not. I mean, probably. You think so? Straight I, across? I, I think the Canucks would. I think the Canucks would trade Bo Horvat for a less, a lesser. What am I trying to say here? The guy that they get back wouldn't be the quality of player that Horvat is. I understand that. 
Do you think though that Minnesota gives up Dumba for Horvat? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't like think it's so. just. I mean, we were talking so, about Besser for Dumba, right? That was the big. We we were. I mean, Dumba's just a name that floats around. I don't even know. Like. Oh, but let, I'm just gonna say. So let's just use him though. Yeah. If that's what, what the is, trade. Okay, fine. We'll see. Because only because I don't know what's going on with Dumba this year, we'll take whatever Dumba did for the last couple of years. So do you think though the Canucks are any worse off? Do you think they're any better by adding by making that move? By no more bow, you get away from all the drama of the contract, you shake things up, you also get a, a quality defenseman. I'm not saying he's an all-star. I'm not saying that he's gonna be a world beater, but he's gonna add something. It doesn't even have to be Dumba's name attached to it. We could just say right-handed shot defender who is can fit into your top four i'm just saying because the fact that they're in minnesota and you know saving bucks wherever you can but again i will use it as a specific right now all i'm saying is let's say bo horvat is traded then let's just say this happens how much worse off are the canucks for the rest of the season realistically do you think they're going to be that much worse or do you think it is a push it's I. It's probably a push. That's my point. Like it's that's my it's point. Probably a push, but you can't just like when you're making this trade, you can't just like be going and picking out a player that's like potentially off your roster again in a year. There has to be some value coming back in a contract status or team control or or youth. Those are all potential. other things, though, Ted. Those are all other things. Yeah, they're probably they, gonna have to think not, about too. Do I'm they just not play saying. Into it though? They would. I'm just saying right now, if you're looking at that that specific thing in that, this season probably not that's my point so if you could well, it, that's what but you were saying earlier like they got to make a trade or something like that but like do they like that's a wake-up call what's here but that's my point it's a wake-up call okay, so they make so they make this trade and it's no better when you bring in a dumba that is that the wake-up call maybe that's the wake-up call for management it's not going to be a wake-up call for the team I think it's a bit of if you're if you're saying we're going to walk away from and I mean there's a lot that goes with that too there's a lot that goes with trading the captain there's a lot that goes with the guy that you drafted that you traded i mean geez you're gonna go back to Corey schneider at that point like <laughs> then clear, then i don't think they're as bad as their their winless start no and they're also not the team that went on like a 10 game heater also not right but this is probably like a bubble hockey team again like fuck, here we go <laughs> like again right it's just over and here, over and i'm gonna over give you two stats again. and we're gonna we're gonna have some fun um, the Canucks have a PK percentage of 58.8. It is the 31st in the league with, I believe, Seattle's 50. Um, 10.5%. So an expansion roster. Good. Yeah, all good, all good. Um, 10.5% on the power play. You guys don't have to, you don't have to understand how bad that is. It's bad. Let's get into something good. Let's get into something that actually benefits people. Our good friends at Move Health and Wellness. Give me some. You can just sing in the background as I'm doing this. Move Health and Wellness. They've partnered with us for a little bit. A little while. A little while. We've Great. we've had we've had a good time together. Great. They have three locations. There are two in Surrey and South Surrey. So I'm gonna get this right this week. Surrey across from Surrey Memorial. South Surrey on King George Boulevard. Then you've got the one that you and I both know very well. The one in Kelowna with our good friends, Dr. John and Kaylee. Uh, massage therapy. They've got chiropractor. They've got um, counseling. They just hired, I believe, was it one or two new counselors, um, clinical counselors in Kelowna? I think it was two. Was it two? I'm pretty sure it was yeah. two, which is super awesome. So they're growing in Kelowna as we've expected. They're located inside the Jack Nathan 
medical center inside of Walmart. The parking, as I've always said, is absolutely amazing. I'm a fan of real-life problems, and I'm a fan of getting them solved in the way that Walmart solves my parking problem when I'm going to move health. I'm going to have to go back there. I think I might have tennis elbow, and I'm actually serious. I don't know how bad it's supposed to hurt or if it's like a lingering um, pain that is right in, in your elbow. Have you had tennis elbow? I've never had tennis elbow, no. Like it doesn't hurt, but it it, it hurts. Anyway, we'll get into that another time. Um, if you were, you you have something to say, clearly. you want to. I was going to dad joke you, I shouldn't. You can dad joke me. Don't worry about it. We got time. Uh, we'll give time them the time. Sean Connery usually go see Wimbledon at? Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? Tennis. Oh, jeez. Speaking of move health and wellness, <laughs> <laughs> they don't. So Kelowna only has a few services, which I know they're trying to um, add on to. Again, it's a logistical thing. It takes time to to build these things. Um, out in Lower Mainland in Surrey, they've got physiotherapy. They've got also the chiropractic and massage therapy, kinesiology. They've got counseling as well, occupational therapy, naturopathy, shockwave therapy. I think that'd be kind of fun acupuncture, custom orthotics, uh, vertical and vestibular rehab, bracing, cold laser therapy, pretty much a little bit of everything. You can book uh, your appointments on the Jane app online. Super easy to do. Uh, As I said, you just go in, they do uh, direct billing. They've got as far as massage go, basically anywhere from like your 30 to 60 minutes, or I think even past that, uh, they've got, uh, their, your pregnancy massage. I, you know, you've got two children, you have a wife, you know, that, uh, when, when Christy was pregnant, she probably went to get massage for uh, pregnancy. There's a special kind that they get. I know my wife has gone through that. So they, they, they cover everything. They get you in a place. They run the gamut. They, they run the gamut of, of health. Uh, we do have to get Dr. John back on and talk about, uh, concussions with the month and a bit that's been going on in football as well as hockey. Uh, Colton Doc for the Rockets just went into concussion protocol since last Friday after he got hit. It was a clean hit from what I could see, but rocked him pretty hard. There's a lot that they can offer. You can go see them. They're going to give you a path to get on the right track to be better, to be healthy again, whether that's physically or mentally. As we said, they do have counseling there. There's a lot going on with our bodies. There's a lot going on with our lives and our minds. I think we deserve to take as good care of ourselves as we can because you only get one body that I know of unless you're buying new parts like a bionic arm or something, which, I mean, Ted, you've got, you know, what, new? you get like a new ACL like every every June, I think, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you want to make sure those are in check so when they are new hammies, you get those new hammies for next ball season, hopefully. That'll be fun. You'll be able to run to first, no problem. You'll be ready to I'll go. Just, I'll scamper. I'll do the Dave, Dave Dickinson shuffle to first. <laughs> Short little legs. So move health and wellness. Go check them out. As I said, the one in Kelowna, that is our, our home away from home. Um, very happy. I got to get John some of those summer skates as well. Although he's got mm-hmm. a big flipper, so I don't know if those size 12s are going to fit him. We'll see. Anyway, back to Canucks hockey. Things are awful. We're all crying. They had the players only meeting. I brought that up a little bit ago. I've only been on a couple teams, team sport things, and I mean, essentially our ball team, and I don't know, played ball as a kid kind of thing, and then some individual sports. Have you ever been in like a players-only meeting? Mm -hmm. Because you played a lot of minor hockey. I I wasn't fortunate enough to do that, although 
all the things we hear now, I'm probably kind of happy. Um, what what goes on and like, is it an airing of grievances? Is it does do things get cleared out? Is everybody kumbaya by the end of these things? Like, what do you think's going on in their locker room right now? It's I, I so I mean when you have player meetings, it's it's kind of a fun, funny scenario. The whole idea is that you're holding each other count accountable, and it's you're not held under the scrutiny of a of a coach, right? And mm-hmm. it's one thing when a coach calls a player out, mm-hmm. and it's completely different when you're a player and you get called out by your peers, right? It's, oh, it's different, right? I get Just like that. If you were presenting, if you were presenting a teach back. You know, if you were presenting, if you'd learned something in, in your job and you then needed to go present it to a customer or a client or something like that, it would be easy because the person you're presenting know, knows nothing about it. You're not going to know when you make mistakes. You can sort of fudge your way through it and, and get get through the presentation. When you make the same presentation to your peers, it instantly becomes more difficult, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 harder because they understand things the way you understand things. They were taught the same things, right? So it's a chance to be like, we don't need a coach or we don't need management to tell us what to do in this area. We know what we're supposed to be doing. And it's obviously something that's going to be driven by the leadership group to just say like, let's get on the same page and let's get out of this funk and let's leave it outside of, of, of practice. And let's leave it inside this room for how we're talking to one another and how we're getting it done. And like, let's, let's just commit to, to figuring it out. Right. And it could be, it could be a case where you're all just getting on the page and it, it, it is like a, a, a happier sort of kumbaya thing. Mm-hmm. Not often. Right. Sometimes it, it usually it, isn't. It's, it's tough. Right. I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're catching shit from mom and dad is one thing, but when you catch shit from your brother or your sister, it might have a different impact or a different feeling on it. Right. So I've got a question for that. And this is, this is one, and hopefully you can answer this and maybe it's just, this is what I'm thinking. So you're in one of these meetings. Like, does everyone get an opportunity? Like, is it just a leadership group that's likely talking? Or is it kind of like everybody get their stuff out? And I guess the second part of that is, like, does everybody get their stuff out? It's, because, there's like, there's some guys that aren't going to talk about it, right? They're not going to be like, well, I don't want to piss off the captain. And yet that is kind of the point where you're allowed to say something and be cynical of someone, or not cynical, but be critical of someone for the play like are you going to be calling out like hey man like i noticed like you don't back check or hey how come you're not you know you're being lackadaisical and net or you know you're giving up these chances where you know it's making it tougher on us to keep a lead when we're trying to keep the puck out and the first shot that goes in goes in every time yeah it's it's there's not a format but but there is calling out that happens right and it's but it's like look i'm calling you out because you're my peer let's leave it in the room it's not a tattletale thing i'm not giving you shit in front of the coach i'm not trying to make you look bad in front of the media it's us yeah. right it's it's just us like fuck everybody else it's us let's figure this out here's where we see the problems right but it's not a format like not everybody just gets to say or speak up or some players wouldn't just like you would. Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of sometimes an open conversation, but open conversations with a group of 30 people doesn't mean everyone talks. Right. I think, I think that's the tough part. And I understand that not everybody would, but maybe you're trying to think of who the guy would be because your leadership group is kind of like in this case for the Canucks, like those are all the guys that are, not only are they the leadership group, like they're the guys that are driving 
the entire play. Like, I wouldn't expect a guy like Hoglander to speak up, or obviously not Pud Colson, and obviously not. But, like, does a guy like Luke Shen speak up? Does, I mean, we don't know. I just, I look up and down that roster and think, like, you know, is a guy like, can you criticize a guy like Thatcher Demko? in the locker room right now and just say, Hey man, like he probably doesn't get criticism. Right. I mean, honestly, for the, the, the help that they've been given the guy and the amount that he's been carrying this team over the last, but he's, years, I would be surprised if any were thrown his way. I just, I'm sure that he's the type of guy that's like, look guys, I need to play better. Yeah. He'd be the one to say it. That, right. So there's probably lots of that going on, you know, big ticket guys, big money guys are speaking because not only, are they in a position where maybe they should be speaking up, but even if they're not, people are going to be looking to them for some sort of response, right? Sure. We're here because you're making this money, right? I mean, it's probably a case of an Oliver Ekman Larson is going to be big in the leadership group. You're obviously going to have a JT Miller. You're going to be talking to the guys like Petey. Like I would think more now than before Hughes is going to have more of a voice than he would because they lean on him for fucking everything. Right. They have to, you know, what's funny though. Like I'm thinking player only meeting and I'm thinking who calls this meeting. And I think back to old teams and I'm like, guaranteed that's Marcus Naslin bringing everybody in. I'm like, absolutely. 100%. This is Henrik and Daniel calling the shots. Like mm-hmm. unequivocally Trevor Linden is saying we're having a player's meeting and everybody's going to listen up. I don't think of Bo Horvat making that call. See, I kind of, for for whatever me- reason in the you minute don't. right now, yeah. I don't. I'm not feeling it. Right. I, I I don't get that vibe from him. I don't get that sort of like leadership swagger, or even that quiet, that quiet leader that you would see in maybe in the case of a Mark, Marcus Nazem. I don't feel about him the same way at this moment because it's crazy. I felt that way about him his whole entire time as a Canuck. Yeah, but not right now. Something's a little different right now. So that's it interesting. Feel like it's his team. That's interesting. You say that we hear about the rumors of, you know, again, the factions, right? We kind of brought up that with uh, Wyatt and, and Bowman last year, right? But yeah, that was fun. it was a lot of fun. In fact, that was too much fun. And I wish they would actually do that in real life. That'd be kind of cool. But does a guy like JT Miller speak up? And like, oh yeah, like I know he does, but you know how, I mean, this is because they're teetering on a transition that when you're done, but yeah, keep going. Like they're teetering on a transition. I feel right. And I I know everyone feels this way. It seems like it's kind of obvious, but again, maybe we have no idea. We have no clue what is going on. But if, if a guy like JT Miller, let's say he's the first guy that speaks up, like, does it matter who says first? And I mean, in this case, because you're right, you talk about the twins or you talk about Naslin or Linden or, um, I mean, they joke about Luongo, like, just stop the puck, Lou. <laughs> that, I mean, you, you're right. You look at this team, and I just wonder if a guy like JT Miller speaks up, if he's like that first guy that says something, because he's obviously a loud guy. He's, he's pretty Pro- Probably. But, like, how does that, if, I mean, you and me, if we had, like, a, if we had an argument, let's say, I mean, we haven't really. We, we were pretty close. We were pretty close on Sunday. <laughs> Were we? Oh yeah, you stole the ball from me. <laughs> I thought it was super legit. I called it was, for it. it was... <laughs> All right, we're doing this for the second time. But no, like I think if if there was one guy to like stand up and speak, does that rub you if you're the captain and you weren't the first guy to kind of say something? Like I don't know. These guys a lot of them are obviously younger. You and I were, you know, you're in your early 40s, I'm almost there. That's a we're in a different time in our life. We're also in a different generation, which isn't saying a whole lot, but at the same time, like 
these guys are late 20s, right? I mean, if if I spoke up in a locker room and I'm the guy that just inked, but I'm not the captain, I'm an assistant captain or an alternate captain, and I'm not Bo, how does that make you feel? It might not matter. Like, it's... I think I, I'm just asking like I, more I would, than anything. I would think that the leadership group would have gotten together and then discuss the fact that they want to have a players-only meeting, and they probably chose some representative to lead the meeting, just like in real life. Like a PA right? rep. Yeah, just just like in real life. There's sure. somebody that has to drive the bus, right? And if it was Bo, then it was Bo. If, if Bo felt that it had to be JT Miller, then maybe it was JT Miller, and that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Right? I mean... Sure. But maybe the fact is, is that, and I, I, and I know you don't think this way, but I I would challenge you to say if in a players only meeting on the (coughs) early cup run teams, Mm -hmm. the leadership group called the meeting and Ryan Kessler was the one that spoke up. Do you think that that would have rubbed Daniel or Henrik the wrong way? No, I don't think think so so either. That's just not how they're built. No, I don't think so either. So I'm not, this is a different team. Say that, well, who knows what kind of character Bo is? I don't know, right? Does he have to be the guy that's that's driving the bus, or is he the type of leader that's quiet and does his talking on the on this does his talking on the ice? I mean, maybe Bo is similar to a Marcus Nazan. But what we do here all the time is is guys talk a lot of shit about the game and how pissed off they are and and how much they're going to change and things got to get better and I can't be playing like that and blah 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 blah. And then nothing changes on the ice. Mm-hmm. It still looks like a piss poor effort. It still looks like it's you know just lip service. Is? Yeah, they're out there playing. It's a lot of lip service. That's like a good way of saying it. But this team is out there playing hard. They're out there popping goals. They look good for a little bit of time. And then they get punched in the mouth. And then they just shrivel up. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know we were using fists. Like, what is, Mike Tyson. What is that? Everybody's got a plan until no, they like, get punched in the mouth. I'm not, I don't want to get punched in the mouth. Like, no, like go ahead and take this win. Like, no, I got, I like my face. Don't hit me. That's what it feels like right now. Right. Because they look good for spurts and then they just wither, man. As soon as it starts to get hard, they wither. There's just no guts on this team, man. Like, but it's intestinal fortitude. That was the old one from back in the Truculence. Day. Truculence. Like I, I know that there's so much more involved to it. And I, and I know there's, there's such a high level of, of numbers and statistics that play into this and setups and matchups and blah, blah, blah. But like at the end of the day, as soon as shit gets hard and there's a little bit of adversity in game, it's a no-go. You know what I saw today? So I know you didn't watch it. And if do they do Canucks in 30? They do Blue Jays in 30. They've got to still do Canucks in 30. Mm-hmm. If you happen it's to... More like like Canucks in 12 or something like that. <laughs> Canucks by the break connects by the commercial break um if you happen to watch that tonight that's your demco and i will yeah so what i notice oh you know what we got to finish with dudes and guys so i think i'll make my comment when when i do that so uh shoot i don't have the song time for dudes and guys that happened wow. we'll talk about that off air because there's a that that is very much a different show that helps no one fantasy cast what Tuesday nights at 8.30. What did they trade for him? A second, a third, and a fourth this year, and a fifth next year. Wow. Massive deal. Who has Deontay? Mari Cooper to the Browns for a fifth. Who's got Dante Foreman? This guy. Who's got Mike Gusecki? This guy. Who's got Cam Akers? This guy. I'm going to own the
the actual trade deadline when all these guys get moved. Anyway, yeah, that's... well, I'm ready. I want I want dibs on Foreman. I need him. Thank you very much. I told you I was going to wait it out. This is how I wait it out. I'm going to make the playoffs on the bubble. Bubble team. You need you need Deontay Foreman. I might. You're like, oh my god. Have you seen my roster? I have. I, why are you keeping anybody? <laughs> that's. We'll talk off air. I love you. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll talk off air. <laughs> hurts this is this is where I, we find out how good our friendship is um dudes and guys we're gonna do guys first i'm going first this time i got a lot on i want to get off my chest i got a lot of grievances for you people thatcher demko is my guy of the week he has not looked like the thatcher demko that we joke about bubble demko that we joked about potentially winning a vezina this season the goals he let in today he made a couple I'm not going to lie. He did make a couple five alarm saves, but that just goes with being a goaltender in the NHL. You're going to get lucky on a few plays that you shouldn't. The short-sided one that I believe tied the game at two, maybe it's three, it was the most basic goal that he would have never let in. He wasn't reverse VHing. He wasn't tight to his post. It just went in. It was... Like, it is what I just said it was. It just went in. It was awful. Um, he just hasn't looked five alarm Demko, if that's a thing. I just, I think it's, again, this is a story for the entire Vancouver Canucks right now. I just, something's up with Demko too. And it just, like Spencer Martin was in net last game. And I thought, wow, like they almost won that game. And it wasn't like, oh, man, I really wish we had Demko net. It was like, wow, I'm actually glad he had a night off. It was just, you know, when, like, you're just so sullen that even, like, the guys that you just absolutely champion, you're good with. Just, you know what? I'm okay. Spencer Martin, let's give him a try. It just hurts. I mean, Demko, he's had a bad week. He's had a bad start to the season. He's played good, but he hasn't played great. And there is a difference. And in this market especially, there's a huge difference. So Thatcher Demko, I'm banking on the the Ryan Bump here, calling you out that you're going to absolutely steal the show against Buffalo. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, but I do hope that things get better. So you're my guy. You're up. Uh, I'm going to go to Ilya Mikheyev in this one here. I think... Um... You know, we had the game versus the Blue Jackets. You were kind of excited to see him make his debut. Mm -hmm. He gets out there. You see him 16 minutes of ice time. Before you know it, he's a minus three and finishes with what? Where are we here? Two shots on goal? Like, yeah, not a whole lot going on there. I, I actually don't really recall seeing what he did on the penalty kill. Um so that's a whole nother thing, but I just, I didn't notice the speed a whole lot. I thought there was going to be a little bit more. I don't think we're expecting 20 goals from Mikheyev, like what happened in Toronto. I think that was a bit of an outlier, but I, I was, I was a little bit shocked and I know it's only his first game back. I have to pick somebody. So I'm just gonna go after Mikheyev in this one because it's cumulative and it also includes the next game, um, you know, where we played against the wild and he didn't do anything in that either. Like he had one block shot. Played another 16 and a half minutes. Didn't even get another shot on net. So we're talking about a, a shot, a game player here for a dude that plays some even strength minutes and plays some big minutes, 16 and a half, including playing on the penalty kill. Could use a little bit more from a guy like Ilya Mikheyev. It's not that he just sucks. 
it's just that it's really pedestrian. I thought I just, I need there to be more for a guy that has those kind of physical skills to just be more disruptive on the four check to provide more chance, more scoring chances, you know, just put the puck on net a little bit more and start, start collecting more, uh, more, more chances at, at, at even strength. That would be my, my, this whole team was so bad. Like, honestly, yeah, we could have pulled anybody off this thing. So it seems weird even just picking on Mikheyev, but I mean, I thought you could have seen everybody Pearson. else. Pearson. Was They're all bad one. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tanner Pearson is another one. Like I'm going to give uh, you dudes then. I'm going to give you a chance to take whatever you want. Dudes. Okay. Yeah. So my dude is not one that you're expecting, but my dude's going to be Luke Shen. I like Luke Shen. The Stanley Cup champion on this roster seems to me like the guy who's, yeah, times two. Who seems to me like the guy who's trying to drag this 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 team carcass through like the the thick mud, right? Like the moth-eaten version of the Vancouver Canucks in that thick. Don't say carcass. through the trenches. Tom Brady got in trouble for that. He's out week. there. Yeah, he's out there. He's he's banging. He's crashing. He's trying to set a. He's trying to set the tone. We had the the comment earlier last week about teams who win in this league play defense we don't play defense we don't defend hard enough we are not strong enough on the puck we're not creating chances based on defensive turnovers like that's all him right that's what he knows he's he's mr meat and potatoes when it comes to playing defense and he knows how to win a championship and he knows the type of defense that a team like tampa bay played and he knows when he sees it when a team is not doing it and he's playing on a team who just defends like shit right now like it's him it shouldn't be your 800 and some odd thousand dollar player who's like a 32 year old dude who's trying to get into the lineup here but it's literally this guy right where are we in this world when a guy's like Carl, like Kyle Burroughs and Luke Shen are out there trying to prove their worth and prove prove their metal and try to drag this team out of the depths and into something that's somewhat discernible to see a team and it's terrible preach and brother if you're the type of team if you're the type of team that's leaning on a Burroughs and a Shen to get the work done for you way bigger issues way bigger issues so my yeah my my dude this week will be it, it could just as easily can add kyle burrows to that too but my dude this week's gonna be lucian man are you gonna like fight your camera like you look fiery right? i don't you got me fired up maybe it's because you know i just literally I love you around, walked into this thing but yeah it's hey carl it's, what do like i just don't why it shouldn't be luke shen like Mm-mm. it just shouldn't be luke shen no. It should be somebody who has some clout to actually go do something and literally set the table for this roster. You can't ask a guy like Luke Shen to do that. You can't add, you just can't ask him to be the guy, right? New Jersey would have never said, Ten, Ken Danico, Danico, like, please get us out of this funk and fix everything for us. That's true. He's a support player. Like, it shouldn't be that guy. And he feels like he has to because no one else is doing it. And he's seeing that. Ah, uh, that is. Sorry. No, that's it's interesting. Um, I'm just trying to find a stat here. I'm trying to see where it is. Where is it now? Miss shots, crossbar, post. So first and foremost, my dude this week. I, I can't get away from him. Can't get away from him. He's gorgeous. He is a prince. He's Brock Besser. He doesn't have a goal this season, which is actually kind of odd. He has four assists, though. So through five games, he's almost a point-per-game player. So if we're going to be looking for silver linings on an absolutely trash hockey team, that would be a silver lining. He's been hitting posts. He's uh, what game against Columbus. We were coming back from the rink, and they were talking about how 
I think it was against Columbus. Anyway, doesn't matter. They were talking in uh, the intermission, Sat and uh, Randeep were talking about how Besser, like his effort wasn't necessarily there and that he was kind of like, he was back checking. He had one play where he came back basically 200 foot, broke up the play, came up the other side, wired one off the post. So he hasn't scored, but he's getting, he is creating his chances. He's not looking like, like Brock Besser's, I mean, okay, he only has one post. What about crossbars? Patterson's got a crossbar. I'm trying to see if Brock Besser has one too. He's basically, he's chancing himself in there. I think he's creating play. He is a winger, so you can only rely on so much there. He's not a center, so you're not going to ask the entire world for him. I've liked Brock Besser's play. I haven't loved it. Again, there's a lot of things that we could pick apart on this team. But Just like, I'll tell you something. You like his play, but you haven't loved it, and he's your dude this week. I know. He's got four assists. Like we're looking, we're reaching. But at the same time, I I do like what's there. I am impressed that he came back a little bit earlier than they thought, and it's not because they forced him back, although I think they forced back Myers a little bit. Myers had a bad game tonight. I did not like he get ugh. I tell you, I'm pretty sure he works for Domino's or Panago because he was a delivery boy tonight for pizzas. And it wasn't pretty. And he broke his stick, which caused the goal. Anyway, Brock Besser, back to him. I, I do like where Brock is headed, and I think he's the kind of guy, he's a spark guy. I find him and Bo are kind of the same. They get a spark, and things start to ignite. And I think all Brock needs is that first goal. And I hope it's something impressive, not like a little tap-in like Kuzmenko got, which, again, was awesome for him. I, I, I think there's just something there for Bo, or not Bo, for Brock, I don't know what it is, but like I said, he's getting assists. He's getting involved. He got an assist tonight. He's getting involved in the play. Um, I don't know. It Something's there. I got to believe something's there, and he's not getting traded. So there you go. This has been a it's been a, such a somber episode. It really has been. But you know what? We've, I think... You, Some highlights, though, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Nils Amon. Nils Amon, Dakota, Dakota Joshua, Joshua had a big game. The, uh Kyle Kyle bros a couple days ago like I mean but we need to be critical on this team right like we like yeah, I, I, mean, I bleed this I'll, team man I do and we have to be critical of this team and I'm glad that this market is as critical as it is that we take the the minutiae so seriously some of it we go a little bit overboard on and I we won't get into that but I think they've been so close a couple times and they've had some great teams. And we just, we want this team to succeed. We we know they're like, there's, there is some great talent on this team. But they're pissing it away. And from all levels, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, we've been saying this a few years now. And I just hope to God that, that it never, ever comes to fruition. But this team is going to figure it out by the time that Quinn Hughes and or Elias Pedersen have to leave. Mm-hmm. And then where do they go? New Jersey. And that would be like an absolute shame. In the meantime, Nils Amon, pretty fun to watch. Maybe it's kind of the second coming of Yannick Hansen. Oh. oh, no, no. He scored on the semi-break. So Yeah, that you, that wipes that clear. Yeah, he can't score on a breakaway. You've instantly just eliminated him from an entire category <laughs> just by him scoring on a break. So, yeah. yeah, it's good. I mean, there are some bright spots, but, you know, they, they got to step it up.
And that's fine. You know what? If if they were to have as bad of a season as it's starting, and I don't know how it happens, but Connor Bedard becomes a Canuck. He, I mean, geez, he picked the Canucks to win the Stanley Cup, so maybe he's an idiot. <laughs> so, like, number one overall, who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year, Connor? Oh, it's the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, man, I love you to pieces, but you're a moron. So you go win the scoring title in the CHL. You do that. That's it. That's all you're getting because you ain't coming to Vancouver. Uh, well, this has been a fun one. I don't know. Go Canucks, go. Something like we that. You can't suck forever. They're not not going to win a game this year. That's true. So just be ready to sell you when it happens. Okay. So let's let's just let's just have a little bit a quick fun and then final words. When is their first win? Mm. Their first win is gonna come. They got Buffalo. Look at this thing. Um their first win's gonna come next game. Next game, that's pretty bold. Yeah. Next game. And it's going to be a big win. They're going to win like 4-2 or something. Like Saturday, 4-2 Hockey Night in Canada. Click. They're going to get uh, They're going to get like two or three on the power play. Wow. Yeah. Do they wear the they're skates on Saturday? Do we know that? I don't know if it matters. I would just want to see the skate jersey. And then they got Carolina. So I'm a cynic. They're going to win against Carolina. It's not going to happen in Buffalo. Or there's, against there's Buffalo. more... There's one more shady shaker coming. It's Hockey Night in Canada. They're going to win in Buffalo. I hope so. I hope you're right. I do hope you're right for the sake of my my sanity, pretty much. That's all I got. You have a good time? Yeah, man. Always. Congratulations, uh, DG. We're going to get those cards sent out to you, man. My freaking shipping. Yeah, nice. My nice. shipping bill. Oh, so we got. I got a hat going out to our good boy, uh, Yerky. Good boy, Yerky. Um, he helped out with a lot of our designs this year. So yeah, I got a hat going at him. His stuff and is always so good, yeah. He's just an absolute legend. He helped out with our Thano logo as well. So, yeah. you know, he's a good guy. So we got some stuff going out. I'm excited to send this stuff out because I, I don't know. As I said on, on Twitter, we're in a position where we can we can throw some stuff around. We can have a little bit of fun. People know us for doing this. We're not doing it for likes. We're not doing it for, for followers. We'd love it if you did. But, you know, it's a good time. We have an opportunity to uh, to give some stuff away and make some smiles. And I don't know. Hey, we get swag too, so it's all good. So on behalf of my friend Ted in the San Diego Padres, go Padres, hat, I'm Ryan. This is the PP1 Podcast on the Dean Blundell Network, partnered with Move Health and Wellness. This is the PP1 Podcast lead poisoning. Very clever name, I know. Peace out. Hey, it's Joel Williamson, host of That Nerd Dad Podcast. Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh or a stoned teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca. It's your boy, Josh Elijah here, co-host of the Down by Two podcast and DB2 Bets, which now drops every Friday. We wanted to break off a piece of that weekend action, so we decided to move our show over to Fridays. Now you might be asking yourself, what in the hell is even DB2 Bets? Daddy, chill. What the hell is even that? Well, DB2 Bets is our sports betting show that is powered by Betstamp. We use the Betstamp app to find the best odds available across all different sports books. 
And be sure to tune in every Friday and follow along with our picks. Or don't use our picks. Do the opposite. It's your life. Make your own decisions. Just make sure you line shop and please gamble responsibly.